You are listening to Love That Voiceover. Brought to you by the talented voiceover artist Rebecca Michaels Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Love That Voiceover brings you full length interviews, sometimes love bites, little quickies. Always the fresh perspective of personalities inside the industry about the art and artistry behind the mic. Hey, everybody, here I am, you beautiful, fabulous, joyful, fantastic, beautiful people. Oh, I said beautiful twice. You're so beautiful, delicious. <laughs> Sexy. Sexy. People <laughs> listening. It's me, Rebecca. Love that, Rebecca. Rebecca Michaels Haw, voice talent and your host. And I am talking to the beautiful, fantastic, entertaining, smart, and funny Sarah Larkin. Hello, Sira. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, darling. <laughs> you're too kind. Oh, no, you're too kind. Last we left off, we were talking to Sira. I didn't know that you didn't have any acting background for formal training, you know? Nope. You have acting background no. without formal training. So, yeah, that's I really learned uh, my training was, you know, just just doing it. Yeah. You know, you work with different directors and you learn as you go. Yeah, so when you started on stage, you got discovered and invited to play in voiceover. That's kind of how it happened, right? That is how it happened. I was doing a um, a dinner theater show, and there was an agent in the audience and um, who was a Chicago agent, and she came up to me and she said, I really love your voice. Um, would you like to start doing voiceovers? I can sign you. And I didn't even know what a voiceover was. <laughs> I said, yeah, that sounds great. What's a voiceover? <laughs> and then she went on to tell me what it was. And I said, oh, you mean like Wilma Flintstone? And, you know, or you mean like when they hold up a product and you only you see the product, but you hear the guy talking about it? And she's like, yep. I'm like, okay. So Sign I went in. Up. Yeah. So she signed me. Um, I went in down to her studio and she signed me and um, I mean, her agency. And uh, that's, you really know, eventually cool. um, they started sending me out on auditions. And uh, in those days, everything was done. Um, in-house yeah and in person yeah right 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 um and I, I did stuff both on and off camera i did commercials on camera and stuff and uh eventually i got my union card doing that so so once you got to that point now were you dealing with primarily commercial work radio tv ads what were you what was the kind of the balance of your work load well you know? In Chicago, I was doing a lot of on-camera work at that time, and um, but then I also got you know some voiceover work. Um, I moved away to um, out of state uh, for a few years, and um, I decided to go ahead and, and pound the pavement and see if I could uh, pedal my wares, you know, as a voice doing voiceover. Mm -hmm. And I found one company; uh, it was a telephone on hold commercial company, and uh, they hired me on the spot, you know, letting me work at their studio. Uh, and so I was actually doing voiceovers with them, but um, but it gave me a lot of experience. This was back in the day when we were doing the reel to reel and splicing, and you know, and everything. So. Um, uh, it was a long time ago, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> you know ago. when I. But that had, but that helped. Um, yeah, you know, springboard my career. It really did. It helped spring because when I moved back to Chicago, then um, they, this particular company said we really, really like you and would like to keep you on because um, I guess I was generating a lot of business for them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so they set me up with a home studio. 
And um, by then we were working on DAT tapes. You know, I don't know if you remember the... Yeah, the little boxes, you know, we were, like little tapes. Yeah, things were starting... Right. They were starting to get a little more uh, sophisticated. Uh-huh. And uh, um, that's when I really started um, really hustling and um, trying to... So you were working you know, hard yourself to generate business. Oh yeah, that yeah, and your voice and your and your and that's something we should probably talk a lot about because um, you know being successful over a period of time you know in a short-lived success a, a blip on the screen you know like in the music business they say you know one hit wonder you know that can happen um, but to sustain yeah. yourself over you know one decade and then two decades is another thing. Um, you know, there's so much more to it than just having a nice voice or, oh, I can do silly character voices. There's so much more to this. It, it's a business. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. If you want to be famous, it's not going to happen in voiceover. I mean, you're not going to be walking down the street and people are going to be, you know, running after you asking for your autograph. Oh, definitely. Unless you wear a Call of Duty shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you laugh like That's a like whole other surrealistic thing. I don't want to even go. I'm sorry. And you laugh like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> 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 tell us tell us a little bit about the um the other projects that have brought you through and that are kind of milestones for you so far in your career. You know, like milestones that mark, oh yeah, that project really helped me launch into animation or that project really helped me launch into TV narration. Are there any projects like that? I, to be honest with you, I can't think right now because, I mean, I'm sure there there are, and if I really sit down and think about it, but my my days just blend, and it all seems like this process that just started, you know, like a like a slow rolling ball right. that just kept building and building and building. So I can't really say, yeah, this was a milestone, or you know, everything I do is exciting. So, um, you know, I'm. Really, that's that is really the God's truth. Everything that I do is exciting. Um, no matter if well, who, I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. I always approach every project I do as like a wonderful opportunity and a great thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so maybe that's why I'm having a hard time thinking about that yeah, right no, now. No, maybe it wasn't that it, because you're excited about it all the time. It's a constant, you know, flow forward. You know what I mean? And I, really I was just is. curious because you did you did do a lot of different things. And so are you more primarily, let's say, commercial? Do you do a lot of narration? Is it a lot of video games? How would you say you carve up the... Let's say genres, if you don't mind, oh, of a voiceover work. What, what I do now? You mean like like yeah, the balance just to, of yeah, what just I to do. talk about it because I'm curious if that was the same ten years ago compared to now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I do. You know, I do a lot of uh, medical narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Minitree has been just wonderful to me. Um, I do not a lot of uh, character stuff. There's really not that much character stuff. I think a lot of people feel like you know they're going to get into voiceovers and do a lot of silly voice characters, and that's really not where most of the uh, work is. At least I haven't seen it, right? Or the money, um, right? Uh, but uh, I do medical narration. I do um, lots. Excuse me, lots of. Um, Lots of radio and television, um, you know, 30 and 60 second spots. Right. Uh, and so it's, you know. Um, and that's big. That's big for yeah. the, uh, the checkbook, too, right? It, it can be. Yeah. yeah, it can be. <laughs> it can be. There's a lot of it. A lot of it's buyout. You right. know, a lot of it's buyout. Right. Um, you know, some of it is, um, you know, depends. I mean, if it's a SAG, if it's a SAG after a job, then, you know, you 
you do like a, you know, a cycle, weeks, yeah, 13 week cycle, cycle or whatever. Residuals, maybe. That's nice. And they bring it back in a couple years and it's like, oh, you get these, you know, checks in the mail yeah. and that's, that's nice. <laughs> Very good. What do you think about the SAG after merger? Is that making any kind of impression on you one way or another? Uh, it's actually hurt me, but I don't want to go into that. Um, it's hurt in that, um, well, for example, when I did the video game, um, when it was SAG, it paid a lot more. And when the merger happened, it was right. It, I got in there right when the merger was going on. Right. And uh, it basically bumped us down uh, significantly. Oh, wow. Everybody. Oh, wow. Everybody. Okay. Um, and our dues have gone up. You know, wow. Uh, yeah, our dues have doubled. Wow. Yeah. So, and I and I but, I didn't know that because I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about that since the merger in any in any specific way. So that's really helpful yeah. information. Um, yeah, I'm really torn. Um, I'm I I go back and forth. You know, sometimes I think maybe I should go FICOR. I live in a right to work state. Mm-hmm. So that allows me to do everything, but um, uh, I do I do grapple with the whole union thing um, because there are a lot of things. You know, they kind of own you in a way. Well, let's talk about that. What does that mean exactly? Oh, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs. You know what I right. mean to really to really get in depth with it. So you know, let's just kind of think about this from a from a where the industry is headed um, before mm-hmm. we close this little segment because. We're kind of talking about the business. We're kind of talking about the longevity. And then we're seeing a lot of dynamic changes in the industry from yeah. from the union standpoint and yeah. um, from the proliferation of voice talent entering the business. <laughs> and bone of contention. Bone of contention yeah, alert. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the ability for people to work from home. That's part of the reason why you see a lot of people getting into it, too. Um, yeah. So what are your impressions you'd like to share? What's the bone of contention? Let's start there. Since <laughs> Well, it's a free country, and I, I'm thrilled that there are so many people that are trying to, you know, break into the business, as did I. I mean, I've got no problem with that. I do have a problem with the low-rent bottom feeders. Right. Um, and I want to tell working professional actors that command a good rate, yeah, as I do, if you think that the bottom feeders are not going to infiltrate and 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 get a hold of your clients, think again because it happened to me after twenty one years with uh, being with a client who deemed me indispensable 21 years is a long when the, time when too. the economy turned and became more and more volatile um all of a sudden the bottom line always trumps loyalty dedication professionalism <laughs> so yeah. you want to you want to elaborate at all more than that or um you know really that's it in a nutshell yeah. Yeah. um but i do i i will i will I just want to warn people that if you think it's not going to happen to you, it can happen. So don't let it happen. You know, there are people who are working for $5 a cut. Yeah. The problem is some of these people are very good. Okay. And that's why they're getting work. But if they set that precedent, that's they're never going to go anywhere else. That's going to be it. Right. And um, they've they've validated to the client that, yes, this is all I'm worth. Right. And I hope everybody's no really getting this because this is really important for people who are starting out to set mm-hmm. the bar of your value in terms of what you're paid 
at a low level. And especially if your quality is good, your capabilities and your talent are good, then you're only hurting your future. Anyone can hang a, sh- hang a shingle out and say, I'm a, you know, I'm a professional yeah, voice actor. And anyone at this point can buy the technological ticket to get into the game, let's say. Oh. Right? It's so easy now. You can do it on your phone. Exactly. Exactly. Not, but that's not all that there is to it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's take a break now. Love That VoiceOver brings you full-length interviews and sometimes love bites, little quickies. Always the fresh perspective of personalities inside the industry about the art and artistry behind the mic. This show is a dream come true for me. And I offer you my gratitude, my deepest gratitude. Everyone, you beautiful, sexy, delectable, delicious, fun, funny people that are listening. And very, very deep gratitude also to my incredible and wonderful and talented guests who (laughs) let me spend a little quality personal time with them. Now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. I, I wanted to I wanted to talk about the ISDN a little bit because I find the whole thing fascinating. It is fascinating. It's still, you know, it's totally yeah. fascinating. It reminded me of Randy uh, Randy Ryan from Hamsterball uh, talking a little bit about ISDN. Yeah, um, you know the technology there and how he was talking about Skype and and how he hopes that uh, you know more clients would embrace Skype. hop on the Skype you know thing and and uh, how he sees. ISDN, you know, going in a different direction and possibly disappearing. Well, it certainly um, is we, geographically in the U.S. It's it's demonstrated in research that I've done that I see um, certain geographies, and we're not talking about big cities. We're talking about more remote areas that mm-hmm. it will not be supported by the local telecoms anymore. ISDN. Yeah. Right. Well, it is a white elephant, um, you know, but here's what happened with me. I was tired of turning down really great paying jobs. So I finally got ISDN, you know, years ago. Um, And as far as I know, I mean, agents are continuing to send me auditions, you know, for ISDN only uh, talent. Um, Right. The problem is yet it is is, it is expensive. Yes. And I can afford it. Right now. Um, But I think there is a stigma still attached to not having it. You know, what, 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 the, the, the catch 22 is that you probably don't need it if you have Skype, but it, I feel like when a client sees that you have ISDN, it kind of bumps you up the food chain. It does still right now. It, it, it's, it's so far. And, uh, you know, it's an expensive calling card. It is. But it does seem to carry something of value right now. Um, I still have two or three clients who love it and want to use it. Um, my biopharm medical clients love it. And uh, uh, particularly a client in Washington, D.C. who does strictly political ads, mm-hmm. uh, they love using ISDN. Um, so I hate to get rid of it. But now I've got, um, for about four years now, I've had a client in Dublin, Ireland, who only uses Skype. And it's wonderful. We've experienced two dropped calls in three years. That's really good. You know, so and I'm, I'm assuming I'm it was of, more than, you know, three calls in total. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you know, right. I work with them quite a bit. And, and it's and it's really great. I mean, so I'm I'm with Randy 
as far as I wish that they'd all get on the bandwagon, you know, they'd get the memo and realize that the comparison that Randy made regarding Skype. Yeah. But he re- but he said Ethernet. If you've if you're hardwired, that's that's where the rubber meets the that road. That is, and that's correct, and that's a good point to reiterate that it's not about being on wireless; it's about being wired. Your 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 workload has to warrant the what you're paying for it. Right, but what you said was also relevant earlier, which is that ISDN has been something to elevate the voice talent to a different class, to a higher class, let's say, because um, they know that they can use ISDN with you, they consider you, and sometimes they won't consider one a voice talent without ISDN. Well, because they want you to be available right now, because a lot of those jobs are very, they the turnaround is very quick, especially with the political ads. They need something. Yeah. I've been woken up at three in the morning saying, hey, we need you to do this, you know? Seriously? And so the availability, oh, yeah, yeah. And the availability um, um, with ISDN is, is, is right, right there. there. Yeah. If you say, oh, I can be available in 24 hours with 24-hour notice, no, that doesn't usually fly. That's one of the things about it. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about political ads since you seem to have some really good experience there because that's, a, that's yeah. another world I haven't experienced, and that would be fun to talk about with you. During this quick break, I just wanted to ask you to go ahead and connect with me. My website for voiceover is lovethatrebecca.com. Twitter, two ways at Rebecca Michaels, and at Love That VO. You can connect with me on Facebook on my Facebook page, Rebecca Michaels. And I'm also starting a voiceover improvisation workout group. So go to my website and go to the tab called Love That Improvo, Improv VO, and get the information. I look forward to hearing from you in any way, shape, or form. Always. Now back to the show. Last we left off, we were talking to Sierra uh, about some technological uh, things, and we mentioned political ads. And, you know, that's something I really haven't talked to anybody about very much on the show at all, I don't think. Uh, So give us a sense. You mentioned that sometimes you got to call at 3 a.m. to do a political ad, something like that. Well... The um, the agents that I was working with, um, you know, uh, they had to make changes uh, before it went to air. Yeah, uh, they would. Yeah, they would wake me up and say, OK, we made a change. You know, Senator so-and-so needs this instead of that, you know, because. Right. They're dealing with particular issues at that moment. And that's hot, you know, so they've got to change to adapt it. Exactly. So you have to be available now. You know, the political scene is season is over for a while. So, you know, but but I was happened last last year. And, yeah. Uh, so when you get them, you know, what is what is it that designates? Um, I mean, obviously, the topic is political. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what is it that's more unique? Is it solely the timeliness of it? What what makes uh, I've heard this considered sort of an aspect where people can have demos even of political ads. You know, can mm-hmm. you talk about that experience and that kind of copy or what it feels like to do those commercials? Is there something unique about it? I found in well, just in my experience of doing them that they like to have a very dark, foreboding tone, mm-hmm. very almost whispering. You know, like. Mm. You know, he's done it again. Are you going to let this happen? I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. Your children are in danger. Oh, my God. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's what I've found, you know, like, so, oh, my, my poor, my poor throat. Yeah. Was just like, you know, like uh, wow. because, you know, the worst thing you can do is whisper. That is the worst thing you can do for your voice is whisper. Oh, my God. You know, and um, a lot of these ads are whispering. Now, I'm speaking 
for myself. Sure. You know, sure, and, sure. And, and this is my experience. And I did a lot of those types of ads. What's their turnaround pacing yeah. like? You know, you're doing it. They wake you up or you just uh, you get a call and you say, listen, we need you, you know, in can you be okay. available in 20 They're minutes really ASAP. or whatever. ASAP. They are. And yeah. And you sit there and, you know, your meters running because they call you up, they dial you up, and then sometimes you can stand or sit for 20 minutes before they everybody makes mm-hmm. up their mind what they're going to do. And then wow. we start recording, and then bang, it's a wrap, and then boom, wow. they put it on the wow. air. Wow. It's, it it's, it's a different this dynamic. Is, this is what we needed to hear because yeah. it's hard to understand why it's different other than the fact that the content is different, clearly. But the speed in which they turn these things around because of the responsiveness that they're dealing with in their own, let's say, mm-hmm. political arena, it's really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they would make changes, and they'll make changes as you go, so you have to really be ready yeah. for them to, you know, say, okay, we didn't like the, we we, we need to reword the sentence, you know, so they would literally be writing as you're recording, voicing. Yeah, as you're yeah, recording, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very exciting, though, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's breathtaking, kind of, it, it you into like. Uh, it, 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 it kind of is, you know, I mean, it's, uh, and they're all business. I mean, you don't goof around with these people, you know. They're under a, a they're right. under a lot of pressure. Deadlines and pressure. Yeah. 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 Someone's got the their thumbs on them, and they're they're the screws are to them. So yeah. yeah. And then, but then you know, oh yeah. But then when they call you up and and you know say, hey, we really liked what you did, and blah blah blah. And then they're like, you know, great. That's cool. Well, that's, but it's a nice uh, nice it's nice work. It is nice work. Yeah, and it's it's hopping and it's its own little uh, type of uh, voiceover scripting and recording. That's cool. You know, as long as, and I will say this, and I'm not going to say which which affiliation, you know, um, I, I'm not going to say what which party, but I will not do anything if it's evil. I just won't. I, I, I do have my uh, scruples. Have you and, ever had to turn something down? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. You say yep. that like it's happened frequently enough. Not frequently, but it's happened. And you have to, you have to steal yourself. Yeah. For that it, you have to really go, okay you know how much integrity do i have here and then just be willing to you know live lose the, lose the gig yeah, lose the gig <laughs> you know yeah yeah and and how hard was that for you rebecca it rarely happens but okay. when it does when it do, if and when it does you need to be prepared you don't want to get gobsmacked and go ooh you know um mm-hmm. This is uh, this is pro life or pro choice. Ooh, I don't believe in right. fill in the blank. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if the, if you're that passionate about something, you know, you really have to because you know what? If you're good, then something else is going to come along. So how did I you get out of it? The time that it happened. How did I get out of it? Yeah. Oh, it's it's. I'm very sorry, but I just really can't. I need to be able to sleep with myself, right? <laughs> you know, right, right, right. You know, I I have to be able to live with myself, and and I'm sorry. I I I really hate to. I hate like heck to turn this down. I mean, what else can you say? Right, right. No, I was just curious because. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people would say. Um, I know. I've only gotten fired. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. Make yourself. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So political ads. Thank you for the, the uh, overview of that. Thanks for listening, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Lots of love to you. And catch my latest at lovethatvoiceover.com. Until next time. 
Take care.